Krispy Kreme donuts are probably not the first three words you expected me to speak right now, but last week they, um, they produced the results of a survey, which I thought was really interesting. What it said was that on average, British people spend an average of three months a year in a bad mood. If you add it up, I mean, not all in one go, I mean, that would be pretty awful, wouldn't it? But does that, does that, I mean, I'm probably best not to look at the person next to you when you say that, but apparently when you add that up, that's the amount of time that British people spend in, in bad moods. So in response to their survey, they, they, what they've done is they've installed this huge advertisement in the form of a giant donut box, which beams out um, white light that can help banish that seasonal affective disorder. You see that behind me? And so people, if you go on to the next slide, people are just going up to it and just gazing into it. It's up in the north of England, so you may not have seen it. Um, so in their survey, what they went on to do was they went on to ask what it was that helped combat these kind of feelings. And people listed things like spending time outdoors, listening to music, exercise, reading. But top of their list was spending time with friends and family. So this morning, we're, we're continuing our series on Flourish. We read in John 10, verse 10, that Jesus promises a life of abundance, a life where each of us can flourish. And we've talked about a number of Fs. We've talked about the importance of fellowship with others. We talked about our finances last week. Next week, we will look at family. But today, we're going to talk about friendship. So the Bible tells us, and, we, and this is from the message version um, of, of Proverbs. You'll see the verse pop up behind me. It says, friends come and go, but a true friend sticks by you like a family. I believe that in life, good friendships are a real gift. But our experiences of friendship can be very different. I'm sure we have had friends that have just come and gone. Maybe some of us have true friends that stick by us like family, friends who are always there for us, friends that we can laugh and cry and open up to. But maybe also we have the friends who never picks up the phone, the friend who never responds to the message. You know, you see the two blue ticks and where did they go? They saw the message. Friends who disappear when we need them most. I believe that wherever we find ourselves today, Jesus longs for each of us to have flourishing friendships, to help guide us through the high parts of life, but also the low. And so to help us, what we're going to do today is we're going to look at one of the best examples of friendship that we see recorded in history. It can be found in the Old Testament part of the Bible. That's the bit before Jesus. And we're going to read a few verses from 1 Samuel that demonstrate the depth of this friendship. Now, before we look at that, I'd love to pray for us. So, Lord, I thank you that you don't just invite us into a life of getting by each day. You invite us into a life of flourishing. And I pray, Lord, that as we look at this um, idea of flourishing friendships, that you would help us to take steps to grow in our friendships and relationships with others. So, Lord, I help these words to come alive to us. Help this story from years gone by have relevance to us today. So Lord, I thank you for all that you're going to do through us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So to set the scene, we have 
David. This is the guy who went on to become King David. He's the guy who fought Goliath, you know, with the sling and the stones. Um, At this point, he was just a shepherd. Um, And then his best friend, Jonathan, is the son of Saul, the current king. And so we're going to read a few verses um, from 1 Samuel today. And I'm going to read from the message just to to kind of make it a little bit different for us today. Um, I love what it says here. So this is um, 1 Samuel 18 from verse 1. It says this, By the time David had finished reporting to Saul, Jonathan was deeply impressed with David. An immediate bond was forged between them. He became totally committed to David. From that point on, he would be David's number one advocate and friend. Saul received David into his own household that day, no more to return to the home of his father. Jonathan, out of his deep love for David, made a covenant with him. He formalized it with solemn gifts, his own royal robe and weapons, armor, sword, bow and belt. So this is the kind of nature of of their friendship and relationship that we see. We've got two people who have just an incredibly deep connection to one another. And the heading in this passage in, um, in the message is just soul friends. They have completely different upbringings. One grew up in a palace as a prince. The other in the fields as a shepherd. But they develop this deep bond, incredibly committed to one another. And it's amazing, I think, just those, those last few words. Jay, Jonathan went to such a great length to give his own royal robe and weapons. He was welcoming him in like family. I wonder, maybe we're sat here today and we have really good friends like that. Friends where conversation just flows. You know, you just get together with someone and you just, you just chat, you laugh, you cry, you share really deeply with one another. But I think for many of us here in 2023, it can be incredibly hard to find meaningful friendships. Maybe we doubt what we can bring. Why why would anyone be interested in what I have to share? I'm really boring in conversation or whatever it is. I feel like that sometimes. I feel like, what what can I bring to a relationship? Or at the opposite end of the scale, maybe you're someone who thinks, "Why, why do I need anybody else when I can do it all on my own? And I think coming out of a global pandemic, perhaps it's harder than ever, because many of us have got used to doing life on our own. There was a recent YouGov survey that said that since COVID, 40% of people have lost contact with friends. Not just acquaintances, colleagues, but real friends, people that we were close to. It costs more to meet up in a coffee shop or anywhere else. Many of us are, are busy. Some of us have to work second jobs just to make ends meet. Some of us are looking after sick relatives. Some of us are just finding the effort to leave the house a bit too much. Maybe it's the cold, the dark, the lure of Netflix, whatever it is. Sometimes it's hard to make that connection and to meet with others. So why is it still important that we invest in friendships today? Now, there are so many reasons why friendships and relationships are important, but I'm just going to talk about three today and then think about how we can all flourish in our friendships Firstly, and I think this is really important, we are designed to live life with others. You see, right at the beginning of Scripture, God says that it's not good for man to be alone. We're we're designed to live life with other people. 
So the most important relationship that anyone, any of us can encounter is a relationship with our creator, with God himself. And the second is with those around us. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Andy spoke a bit about the importance of fellowship with others. And he, um, he shared that passage, which for some of us may be really familiar, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul describes us like a body, a body of many parts where we all have a role to pay, play. And one of the points that Andy made was that we have a need for interdependency. In other words, I need you and you need me. You see, each of us have different strengths that we bring to the table. And if we decide to shut ourselves away from that, then we are, other people are not receiving what they can, they can get from us as well. And so we share our lives with one another. And it's really important that to remember that we all have a role to play in that. Now, a few months back, um, in my house, I don't want to name names here, but there was an old king-size mattress that needed disposing of. Um, it needed to be brought downstairs, and someone who I, I, I shan't name, I shouldn't name, decided to lift that mattress down the stairs on their own. Now, if you've ever seen a king-size mattress, they are big and they are heavy. And I don't know, why would, why would you want to do that on your own? Um, the mattress did make it downstairs, but the individual in question ended up putting their back out and were in a lot of pain for a few days. Now, when the new mattress arrived, that person had learned their lesson, and two people ended up carrying that mattress upstairs. It took less time, and guess what? There was no back pain at the end of it. You see, there are lots of things we can do on our own, but whether we're single, in a relationship, we need good friends. We need people to help us through life. We don't just do it on our own. We need the help of others, especially when we have a heavy burden or a heavy mattress to carry. I need you, you need me. So let's not kill ourselves by trying to do everything on our own. Secondly, good, good friendships can help us to draw closer to God. Now, if we jump ahead to 1 Samuel 23, we read these words. It says, um, and, and basically David is in a really difficult place in, in this moment. His, um, his friend's father is out to get him. He's out to kill him. And, and David is scared. And it says this, and it says in verse 16, And Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. In that moment, it's Jonathan, his closest friend, that seeks out David, and he helps him to find strength in God. The reality is we all face tough times in life. And perhaps as we sit here this morning, we're fearful of what's around the corner. We need good friends who can point us towards God. Now, it's only a little while later, and I don't want to ruin the whole story, but Jonathan and Saul died. And what struck, struck me when I was thinking about this was that Jonathan and David were really good friends. They were really close. They would have shared an awful lot. It's only when Jonathan dies that David starts making some really bad mistakes in life. You see, his friend isn't around. So David made mistakes like he, he slept with another man's wife. He then had that man killed. He fell out tragically with one of his sons, and, and the list goes on. Now, I'm not saying, and we, we will never know for sure what would have happened if Jonathan had been alive, whether David would have still messed up in so many, so many ways. 
But in these dark moments, David didn't have a friend as close to him like Jonathan was to help him find strength in God. And I say this as caution to all of us. You know, someone like David, the greatest king in Israel's history, a man after God's own heart, we read, if he can mess up as badly as that, then so can we. So can you and I. We really need strong, accountable friendships that point us towards God, people that we can share everything with, people that we can share when we're doing well, but probably more importantly, who we can share when we're doing badly. And they can help us steer away from making some horrendous decisions like David did. So in our friendship, let's be helping each other to find strength in God. Now, the third way that uh, that friendships benefit us, I want to share today, is that we live better and longer That's good news, right? It's true. So us humans have finally caught on what God was trying to get at right at the beginning of time. Relationships are really important. And you might remember hearing a few years ago, pre-COVID, that the government had established a post for the Minister of Loneliness. They recognized as as a government that the loneliness was becoming an increasing issue in our society. And and studies have have shown us that social isolation and loneliness directly lead to an elevated risk of heart disease, stroke, and premature death. Whereas socializing with others has been found to strengthen the immune system, to lower the risk of dementia, to reduce stress, and to lessen memory loss. And that's a pretty good, that's a telling statement there, isn't it? So so just the last two days, I had one Friday, I had a day where um, I was seeing quite a bunch of people and and I felt great at the end of that day. I felt really good. And I'm I'm kind of on that borderline between extrovert and introvert, so I need my own time, but I enjoy just being around other people. And that was really good. I was buzzing by the end of that day. Yesterday, Kathy was out, she had the car, and, um, and, and my boys were at home. Now, you know what teenage boys are like. They're just like in their room. So I, I basically saw them. I think I saw one of them twice that day. That's it. Just for meals. Okay. So just for meals. So I was completely on my own. And do you know what? When Kathy got home, I was just like moping around. Like I, I just on my own. I was just a little, I was, I was feeling quite low yesterday evening. And I just kind of see the relevance of that. I just see it's so important that we find time to be around others. Now, as I spoke to her, you know, maybe you need to pick up the phone when you're in that kind of place or, or go around to someone's house or invite them around. But it's so important to have other people that we can really share life with. So good friendships help us live healthy lives. They improve our mental and physical well-being. But it's really important, however we're wired, to be around people. So come to church more. It's good for you. Be part of a small group. There aren't any other places like this on earth with the same diversity of relationships possible. So it's important that we develop and nurture good friendships, okay? But how do we do that? How can each of us flourish in our relationships? I just want to share three thoughts on that. The first is this, be intentional, And what I mean by that is that good friendships are very unlikely just to fall in our lap. We have to work at it. There's an author and academic called Sheila Liming. She says this, When we're young, it feels like social interactions just create themselves. They happen organically. We run into each other. As we get older, 
they seem like something we have to put more effort into. Does that ring true for any of us? Maybe you're younger and you just, you know, you're having the time of your life. But I know as I get older, it's harder for me. I have to invest and put the work in to, to connect with others. And it's, it's really important that we do that. Now, what I'm about to share doesn't have any a medical report or a survey to back it up. So I'm just going to throw this out into the room and just see whether, it, see whether it sits or not. If it doesn't, bear with me, okay? But I think people generally fall into two categories in friendships. The first is this. The friend who does all the calling, all the chasing, all the messaging. And then you have the friend, and you know who you are, who never picks up the phone who doesn't reply to messages. Does that, does that resonate? We kind of fall into one of those two categories. And maybe we find that different in different relationships. There's some knowing smiles and nods around the room and some looks to the people next to you. Um, <laughs> so I want to throw something out there. If you're the kind of person that feels like they do all that calling, all the messaging and all the chasing, can I just urge you today to keep trying, keep having a go? You see, I don't think your friend is intentionally ignoring you You see, it's not that they don't care. Sometimes there are just so many things going on. And perhaps it's just we're really struggling to cope with life. You know, we're in a really difficult season, but actually your friend needs you to keep going. One day they will pick up. One day they will respond, and they really will need you to keep going. And also, if you are one of those friends who never picks up the phone, who looks at a message, leaves the blue ticks, and then forgets about it, can I urge you just to reply just once in a while or to pick up the phone and just, even if it's just to say, I'm okay, life's a bit tough right now, it's a bit chaotic, just let them know. And maybe even ask them how they're doing. Because sometimes no one asks us. Sometimes no one asks you how you're doing. And it's really great to know that somebody else cares. And I think we do care about those that are around us. We're just not very good sometimes at putting it into words. So, Right now, in this moment, I want you to take a moment just to think about a close friend who you know you should keep in touch with, but you've not been doing so well at that. And I want to invite you to get your phone out right now. You don't normally get this in the middle of a talk, do you? (laughs) You don't have to pretend you're reading the Bible or taking notes. I want you to get out your phone. I'm not seeing any phones here. So if you want to get out your phone, and I want to encourage you to message someone that needs to know that you care, okay? And so I just, yeah, just to say, hey, I'm thinking of you, hi, let's go out for a coffee, let's go out for a walk, let's do whatever it is. There's someone, I, I, I just, I don't know, it, I, just, I just sense that for some of us, we just need to reach out to others. So in this moment, be really brave, take a, take a moment of boldness and connect with them. Just say something, do something. Let's see what happens. And if any, any good comes out of those conversations, I'd love you to share them with me. I'd love to hear, because I just, I just sensed God stirring as, as we were kind of doing that. So just, yeah, let me know how you get on. So, so there we go. Being intentional, I think, is really vital if we want to flourish in our friendships. But I think we also need to invest time. You know, we have to actually do something about it. One, one of the best ways we can invest our time in friendships uh, here at Riverside um, is through diff- some of the different ministries that we have running. So you saw Stephanie and Emeka. You know, if you're a young adult, connect with them for that lunch in a couple of weeks' time. That's going to be a great way to get to know other people. You heard about men's events. Emeka gave a good plug for an event that happened yesterday. 
you have to wait for the next one. But there was a men's breakfast here. We have lots of men's events running. And there are also women's events. So there is a, there is a women's clothes swap coming up on the 10th of February, Friday evening. If you are a woman, you're signed up to our emails, then you will have something in your inbox. So reply to that, get involved, and be a part of that. Um, and so, um, but, so make sure you're, if you want to find out all the things that are going on and ways that you can connect, make sure you're signed up to our What's On email. If you've never filled out one of those Connect cards, that's the best way to do that, okay? Um, so there's lots of great opportunities to chat to others, to develop friendships in those places but also in small groups. And I just want to take some time to talk about joining a small group today. Um, and we've got this all-church series that's going to be starting in three weeks' time. Three, yeah, 5th, 12th, not 19th of Feb. That is three weeks away. Um, so half the series, and so many of you will have heard this, is going to be on Sundays, but the other half is in small groups. And so we have some new groups running for that series. Um, and, and there's still time to host a group. So there's some cards there around that will tell you how to host a group. So if you're up for doing that, you can still do that. Or you can join, um, but you can join a new group. You can join one of the existing groups or one of the new groups that's starting. And there are some postcards just down there. Sophie, I think there's one just by you. Can I just hold that one up? That's the one. So there should be some cards that look a little bit like that on your seats, okay? So this is particularly for those of you that are not yet part of a group and would love to be a part of this. So we're inviting everyone to be part of this series, and there's four ways that you can do that. The first is join us on a Sunday. The second thing is joining us in reading the How to Hear God book. So there should be a little, um, there should be a little slide that comes up with that as well, if we've got that, Kate. So just with the book. Ba basically, How to Hear God is a great book, there we go, um, written by Pete Gregg, and it's helping us accompany us through this series. It's £12. You can buy a copy today for cheaper than a, on, a famous online retailer that sounds a bit like a rainforest. You know the, you know the one. We can, we can beat them today, okay? So you can go and get your copy directly from Tony. Um, card payments are available there. Or you can go straight online and follow um, the link at the How to Hear God, uh, sorry, the Hear God webpage um, and show Tony your receipt and he'll give you a copy that We've got a bunch of copies there. So £12, and if that's a struggle, then come and chat to me. Um, the third thing is, and we're really excited about this, we've got Pete Gregg coming out on Tuesday, the 28th of March. So the final week of this series, we're going to be gathering here in person. So you can sign up for that, again, at the Hear God page on the website. We'd love you to be a part of that. It's going to be such a great evening um, with, with Pete. And finally... With these cards, you can join a small group. So if you are not part of a group, can I urge you to grab one of these cards right now? The next thing you need to do is grab a pen, and then you need to write your details in there, and we will help you to connect with a group. Okay? So if you're not part of a group, we're going to make it really easy. We'll connect you with a group that works for you, time, location. So if you just put in, if you know the specific group you want to, want to be a part of, just fill in the details there, or you can tick, the day of the week that you would like to be part of a group, and we will then help you connect with a group. So do that today. Drop it into one of the, uh, the post boxes at the back there, and we will help you connect with a group. All the details can also be found um, via that uh, QR code. So you can go on there, and you can find all the details there. So take a moment to do that, and we would love to help you connect. So, sorry, so to flourish in our friendships, we have to invest time. And 
that, like I say, could be part of a small group, and we'd love everyone to be a part of this. But equally, I think it can be important just to hang out with friends. So find ways that we can invest time with others. You know, go for walks, sit on someone's sofa and have a cup of tea with them, go to the shops, do something with them, do nothing with them, invest our time. And finally, by going deeper with others. You see, Jonathan and David were soul friends. They were one in spirit. And the King James Version talks about their souls, like their souls being knitted together. They had such a deep connection. They were friends who knew everything about one another, who spurred one another on, who they would literally trust with their lives. We all need people in our lives who know us for who we are before what we do. We need people who know us for who we are before what we do. People that we can share everything with without judgment, people who will pray for us and support us whatever life throws at us. See, as we invest in our friendships, as we give up our time for the sake of others, and as we go deeper with them, we are allowing people to share life with us, and we then give them permission to speak into our lives. You know, as I, as I land this morning, we create some time just to pray for one another. I've just had this sense that for many of us, our relationships have become detached and shallow. Our relationships don't have the depth that they used to. We say hello on a Sunday morning and that's it. We say hello to a colleague. Maybe even, you know, for some of us, it's like you're still on a Zoom call rather than in person, but there's not the depth that we once had with people. So there's an invitation, I think, for each one of us to connect better with others to go deeper with others. And if we think, oh, that's just me, we need one another. It's each of us. Each of us are in that same boat. We need to connect deeper with other people. And I believe that as we open ourselves up to these kind of relationships, every area of our lives will flourish. We will grow deeper, first and foremost, with the Lord, but also with one another as well. And we become, you know, we become a flourishing people.